Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. So we are meant to be preaching on um, stewardship and generosity. I just have a bit of a stirring in me to, uh, to veer off course. Who wants to veer off course today? If you, if you tell me to do it, I'll go, oh, look, you know, like, sail off course, sail off course. Let's sail off course. There's something just sort of stirring in me over the last little while. And um, let's just read some scripture, see what God does. And so verse, uh, let's go to Psalm 42, verse 1. It says this, as a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? When can I go and meet with God? Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for the message that you want to bring here today. We thank you, Lord, for what you want to do. Lord, we give this service over to you today. We ask for you to have your way and your will. And Lord, that you would lead me in the direction you need us to go. So, Father, we're asking right now for you to turn up in this place in the way that only you can. So, Holy Spirit, we seek you. Just turn your hearts to him. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Just wait on you. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah, the Bible says, blessed are those who are hunger and thirst for the things of God, for they will be filled. I feel like God wants us to, wants to stir up a hunger on the inside of us for Him. You know, we've been, I've been chatting to people lately and we've been talking about like the experience of say young adults and, and the difference between one generation to the next when it comes to their engagement with God, with the, what the church used to be like and what the church is like now. And, 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 you know, many going back in the eighties, the move of God that was in the church and, 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 you know, I was only just talking to someone the other night about this, that, you know, people like the church was was on fire. There was, there was so much spiritual stuff going on in the church. It was revival, right? And we're talking, you know, how, do we, how do we get it back? Someone, one of the guys said, how do, we, how do we get that revival happening? We've got, to, we've got to have revival meetings. Revival meetings, that's what we've got to do. Revival meetings. I said, really? Revival meetings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I don't think we need to do revival meetings. <laughs> I said, oh, I just don't believe that's the answer. That what we put on an event and we call it a revival meeting and all of a sudden all the Christians in that community are going to be in revival? Don't think, that how, don't think that how it's, that's how it works. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, revival meetings. We put on meetings. We'll make them focused on spiritual things. We'll get prophecy happening. We'll get all that. And I'm like, fantastic. That's great. But that's not going to fix the problem. Because the issue is it's not about having more meetings that's going to make it work. Because if it was, it would have happened. Because we were very good at meetings as churches, right? Right up to COVID, we we're very, very good at having meetings and we're very good at labelling them revival meetings and, and, and we're going to see the Spirit of God move and the church needs to have more prophecy and the church needs to have more moves of God. And the church needs to have, you know what? The church doesn't need it unless you understand who the church is. Because every time we go, oh, there just needs to be more prophecy in church, what you're really saying is I just need to have more of a move of God in my life. But the reality is the church can't cultivate that in you. We have to hunger and thirst for the things of God ourselves. And I said to this person the other day, I said, you know, the reality is until revival takes place in here, it will never take place in here. It doesn't matter how many meetings you put on, how great the worship is, how great the atmosphere is. Does it, none of that matters if there's no stirring of God on the inside of us to see Him do something significant in this world. So first, the fresh wind of God needs to take place in us before it will spill out and we'll see those revivals that, you know, we hear about in the past. You know, every, pretty much every time you hear about one of the revivals of the past, the way it started was when people decided to get on their knees and pray. When people decided that, that, that what they currently were experiencing in their life, there had to be more than this. There had to be more to this than just what we were currently experiencing. So people got down and started to pray. And so we can see that the, 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 the litmus test to see whether revival is happening or not is not in how great our meetings are, but rather how connected our heart is to Christ. How much of a desire and a hunger do we have on the inside to pursue Him, to connect with Him, to, 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 to follow Him, to be in relationship with Him? You know, to really seek after Him and go along with Him. But do we, are we hungry enough to see God move in our world. It can only come through relationship, the stirring of our hearts to want to be with God. And that's the revival that needs to take place. See, revival isn't for the community. That's not what it's for. God doesn't bring revival for the community. He brings revival for the Christians. And then, and then revival spills out into the community once the Christians are on alive for Him. So, so, so you know, oh, this city needs to see revival. No, no, the churches in the city need to see revival. But actually, it's the Christians in the churches in the city that need to see revival. And, and, and so we have to realise that if we, if we want to see God move, if we want to see God do significant things in the community around us, and we want to see people get saved, and we want to see people get healed, and we want to see God moving amongst, you know, amongst the church, then it all starts with me. Me as an individual. Asking the question, when can I go and meet with God?
Because revival's never sparked in the corporate meeting. It's sparked in the personal meeting when we connect with our Father in heaven. And I believe that we're in a season and I've talked to church leaders and and, and other pastors and stuff and, and they're like, oh no, we're just, they're just getting back to usual, getting back to the way things were. We just, nothing's broken. Let's just keep moving forward. Let's keep doing what we we're doing. And, but I don't have that sense in my heart that what we were doing is what we should be doing. I don't feel like that, uh, that we should be quick to run back to something just because that's how we've always done it. Um, I think God, I think if we do that, what we've done is we've missed an opportunity to hear God's voice in something He's trying to do now. Because we just go, well, what we used to do worked. What we used to do was great. What we used to do was fantastic. And, and it may, maybe it was, maybe it was amazing, but, but the reality is things have changed. And I believe without doubt that the church is meant to change with it. Whatever God is doing, and I still don't believe we're seeing the full extent of what God has intended through what we've been through over the last few years. We've seen the church be shaken and not just one church, not just us. Many churches, nearly all churches are not the same when you look at them anymore. There are many, many people out of church now, people that have never come back after COVID. You, know, you talk. I've talked to pastors and they go, we've got congregational members that have never returned, not just not returned to church, like to a church, but not returned to church at all. And so I go, well, there's something not right. Something's changed. Something's different. God's doing something different. He's, he's shaken his church through, through this process of what has happened. God has used that time. And what we're seeing is, is, is the people that are left are the people God is saying, these are the ones we're going to build upon. These are the ones that are going to see revival come in to the church. These are the ones, why? Because the remnant was the key to re-establishing. And God has, has been busy shaking things and changing things and, 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 and moving things in the church. It's like a chess game in a way. I don't know how he's doing it, but, but he's got the pieces of the puzzle and he's shuffled them all around and it's all confusing. Because we don't know anymore. Can, can we do this? Are we doing that? Are we this? Are we in this place or that place? Thank God we're in this place today. But we've got to understand the way God has done things in the past, He's doing them different for our future. God is moving and we have to be willing to move with Him. You know, Jesus would often tell the disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side. Why did he do that? Because he would take them from one place to another. And as they got in the boat and they went somewhere else, something new would take place. But over here was great, Lord. This was amazing. In this place, man, God moved. There was revival. But God said, okay, that's fantastic. The past, amazing. Great things have taken place, but I've decided it's time to move. And so then God starts to move and he, he says, get in the boat and come with me. And I feel like we're in the boat moment with God. It's like, will you come with me into what the future holds? Will, are you willing to let go of what was so that you can attach yourself and, and, and attain to what he's going to do? And I feel like that's the kind of sphere we're in at the moment. And, and that whole environment's going to come out of a place of relationship and deep hunger for Him. So what I feel like God wants us to do is to be cultivating and stirring up on the inside of us our relationship for Him.
that we would start to spend more and more time in relationship with Him, more time connecting with Him, more time listening to His voice, more time just sitting with Him and waiting upon Him. When can I go and meet with God? What this? Yeah, David writes this psalm. And it's not just like a, oh, where can I go and meet with God? It's a, it's a, when can I go? When can I go and meet with God? As in, all I want to do is meet with Him. All I want to do is seek His face. All I want to do is spend time with Him. All I want to do is walk with Jesus. I just want time with Him. When was the last time there was a desire in your heart just to spend time with Him? Not with a prayer list, not with like worship music going, not with the Word going, but just you and Him in a quiet place, just sitting in solitude, seeking His face. Going, God, I just want to spend time with you. See, sometimes I think we complicate our connection with Him because we, we can think, well, to, to you know, seek God, we've got to stand up and we've got to pray and we've got to be passionate and we've got to rah, rah, you know, we're seeking God. We're, 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 you know, we're praying for things and we're praying about stuff and we're doing stuff. But sometimes I think, you know, it's the simplest of connections that are the most important. When we just kind of, you know, take Jesus at his word, when Jesus said, come to me or you're weary and burdened. No, when he said that, he didn't say you had to come with many words. He didn't say you had to come articulating your problems. He didn't say you have to come, you know, sharing your burden. He said, come to me. Come to me with your worries. Come to me with the burdens. Come to me when you don't know what to do. Actually, he was actually talking to a group of people in that environment that, that, that didn't even know who he really was. Like you wouldn't have been, most of them, if not all of them, wouldn't have been considered Christians. He says, come to me. Come to me. Let me take the weight off your shoulders. But they had to come to him. And that was like a breath of fresh air to these guys because they had lived under the weight of law and religion. They had realised that it was impossible to appease God through law, through the processes that, that were put in place under the law of Moses to, to sack all this stuff that was going on. They could never get it right because it was too hard. So when Jesus got up as a rabbi, and that's how they saw him, and he said, hey, listen, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, all you who, who, who you know, that are burdened, and, and take my yoke upon you, because I am gentle and humble of heart. My yoke is easy, my burden is light, and I will give you rest for your soul. I will give you rest. That was like a breath of fresh air, because he was saying, come to me, you don't have to do all of that stuff. There is no like utterly wrong way. Like it's just like a heart that is desiring Christ just to come to Him, just to sit at His feet, just to look to Him and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm here. This, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and they were a pastor and they said, oh, when I don't pray, I feel like God gets disappointed at me. I said, God doesn't get disappointed at you. And they go, oh, yeah, but, you know, like I always feel like I'm 
And I said, no, 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 no. You've got to understand God is not sitting there disappointed at people. He doesn't get cranky with people. He's not upset with you. That's not how he operates. What God is there, he's like a father. Think of a father that loves his children. And, 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 and just because, oh, you didn't pray the way you thought you should have, or you didn't do what you thought should have happened, that somehow God is now angry or upset at you because you missed a prayer time. Or, or No, no, no. God's like this caring, loving father that's waiting. And he's just waiting for you to connect with him. And he doesn't get disappointed because we might get it wrong. He just waits. And he goes, it's okay. I can wait. I can wait until your point of connection becomes, you know, that desire for that connection becomes greater than the desire of what's currently distracting you. And as you, as time goes on, sometimes it can be days we haven't prayed, we haven't sought God, but eventually we get to a place and we go, oh, I just need to sit with God. I just need to be in His presence. And we will come because He knows we will come. So like all children, they never stay too far away from their parents. Someone said to me the other day, they were somewhere and the kid that they were with um, ran off and, and they're like, oh, where did he go? And then the other person's like, oh, don't worry, it's all right. Go, oh, what do you mean? It's all right, it's all right. He was just run off and they knew that he was just hiding just over there. But he would never run too far away because, because you know, kids don't run too far away. And I feel like God is like, you know, like that with us. It's like he knows where we're at. He doesn't get nervous or, or, or iffy if, if, if you know, we, we like to think sometimes he can't see us. But he knows what's going on and he's never too far away. And that's the good thing about God. He's never too far away. Yeah, they go on to say, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Almighty One with shouts of joy and praise among the fest- and the festive throng. See, the house of God is the safe haven of God. It's where we run to in times of trouble. And the reason we run to the house of God is because it's the one place we know God is. God will always be in his house. You know, I was just, I was just talking to my brothers when he was, um, he was in the army and they do, in training, they do this, um, this uh, training thing where they go out the bush and they go out for like, like days and for a certain period of time, they're, they're, they're not allowed to drink water. Like they actually not allowed, they have a, a canister full of water, but they're not allowed to drink it. It was, I don't know how many days it was, it was a couple, it was, it was, it was a while. And they, and, and, and he said like they had to do all their stuff and they just weren't, they weren't allowed to drink the water. They had to keep working, but they weren't allowed to drink the water. They had to, had to leave it there. And they said what would happen is, in, and then they'd do marches as well. And they'd go for like 40 kilometre marches and no one was allowed to drink any water. They had to just march. And he said like what would happen is, is um, some guys would like secretly take sips of water while they were marching. 
He said, but when you got back after your march, you'd do your 40 kilometre pack march, you'd get back, you know, they'll have their guns and stuff on them. It's pretty full on, heavy weight on them. And he said, you know, it'd be hot in Townsville. And he said, but then you'd get back and he'd go, all right, and then the, the, the sergeant would say, okay, everyone get your water bottles out. And so they'd get them out and he'd go, right, now undo them, put it out, tip. And everyone had the same amount of water, which meant that the water that's coming out should all come out at the same time and finish at the same time. But what would happen is those who had their little sips would, um, would finish quicker. And then all those guys would get pulled out and get in trouble because they were told not to have water. And, uh, but I wonder with you, like, when was the last time you felt that physical thirst? You ever been really, really thirsty? Like really thirsty? Where, where like you're just, you're just hanging out for a drink because you've been doing something or you're out in the heat and you're dry and you're parched and, and, uh, and, and you just need a drink. And, and you know, that's, that's, that, if you take that kind of idea and you apply it to your relationship with God, it's like, when was the last time I felt that deep hunger, that deep thirst for Him? You know, there's that ad on television. I think it's a dare ad, the Hungry Thirsty. Is it Hungry Thirsty? Oak, it's an oak ad, Hungry Thirsty they talk about. But it's like, when was the last time you had that hunger for Him? That, that, that it drove you to the point of like seeking it out. Like, because I think with God, if, if it's like that, I don't think, I think He's the opposite of what the sergeant was like. He'd want you to hold out your canister and, and hopefully nothing's in there because uh, he had hoped that you would have drank of him every time you needed to. And, and I feel like God is like saying that to us is like, you know, whenever you reach for him, he's there. But often we don't reach for him. And then we start to, to see that, you know, like we're not, we're, we're thirsty and we're not addressing the thirst because we're not coming to Him and drinking and partaking of Him. And, and I feel like God, one of God's deepest desires for our life is for us to come to Him as a child, to come to Him. He's created us to come to Him. He's created us to, to come and sit at His feet, to, to commune with Him and to partake of that. He wants to quench that thirst. He wants to put that, you know, that dry place. He wants to replenish it with, with, his, with His heavenly rain. He wants to fill you up again. Father, we thank You. Come and fill us, Lord. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.